are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a March 19th Sunday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host for today, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com and also a writer at the Associated Press, as well as the former Blazer beat writer from the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. Uh, I was off uh, for the latter part of this week. I was gone. It was uh, my pal Clayton's bachelor party. Getting married soon to uh, his fiance Nicole. So shout out to them and the lovely couple. And we were celebrating them this weekend uh, as I was gone. But the Blazers uh, were in business and had some things to attend to. And I hope you enjoyed Dane Carbaugh breaking down their impressive victory on Saturday in Atlanta. And you can go and check back what Dane had to say about that game. And he also answered some Twitter questions in the last episode. But not only do they beat the Hawks, the Blazers managed to finish the road trip 4-1, and one, uh, which is as improbable of a turn of events, I think, uh, than you could have thought uh, heading into this road trip especially with how Portland lost on Tuesday in New Orleans. If you had asked me uh, after that New Orleans game, is this team going to bounce back and win three straight games against not only, uh, I mean, Miami remains to be seen whether they'll make the playoffs, but uh, beating the Spurs in San Antonio uh, argue, you know, right there, neck and neck with Golden State. Then they beat Atlanta, who's been a solid, a decent team all year. And then Miami, who's probably been playing better than Atlanta as of late. Portland handles them. Granted, they catch some breaks. They get Atlanta without Paul Millsap. And they also get the Miami Heat without Dion Waiters. And Waiters has been a major key to their second half of the season run. He wasn't there tonight for the the Heat, but Portland takes advantage, and I don't think it really mattered that Deion Waiters wasn't there because Damian Lillard was absolutely phenomenal. Lillard had 49 points, a season high for him, uh, 14 of 21 from the field, 9 of 12 from the three-point line, tying a franchise record for three-pointers in a game. Uh, another notable franchise mark. This was the first 4-1 and road trip since 2009 for the Blazers, which is pretty remarkable that it's been that long since they've had a 4-1 and five-game road trip, but that's what they had here. Uh, and, and they would not have gotten there without Dame on Sunday, who really forced the issue early, forced it often, and... The Heat are an extremely good defensive team. They struggled with offense earlier in the season, but even though they, even when they were eleven and thirty, one of the things they were doing was they were playing decent defense. And uh, Spolstra 
gets his guys to do that. And they stuck a lot of really good defenders on Lillard tonight. Uh, Rodney Magruder, who made the heat because of his defense. He had a couple chances on him. Josh Richardson, another long, lanky defender that saw time on him. Tyler Johnson, a disruptive guy. They, they, they threw the kitchen sink at Lillard, and it didn't matter tonight. That was one of the things that... Not only, obviously, when anyone gets 49 points, it's going to be incredibly impressive, but this wasn't uh, some run-of-the-mill team that Dane was doing this against or a run-of-the-mill scheme that he was doing this against. He was doing this against uh, really legit defensive talent, a really good defensive team, and a defensive coach that has shown that he can coach with the best of them, especially on the defensive end, and and Lillard lit him up. And... uh, the way he reads the game, I think the way he saw that was that he saw that he had to be aggressive to to really help the Blazers take off. And uh, the Blazers got a lot of solid performances from up and down the roster, it must be said. But uh, they would have been nowhere without Lillard and his 49. He also had five assists, which tied uh, for the team lead in that. Portland only had 13 assists tonight. Kind of a weird game where they get 115 points. And a great offensive rating, just all-around amazing offensive performance, 50% from three. But Lillard really carried them in this one for that, and uh, he deserves a lot of credit. He has been a man possessed since the All-Star break for this Blazers team. Uh, He's really taken the team pretty much on his back uh, since the All-Star break. And there's really no denying that at this point. Lillard has been phenomenal. And in 13 games now since the break, he's averaging 31, five assists, and uh, almost five rebounds uh, while shooting 49% from the field, which is uh, extremely good for him. Uh, and and any guard, really, that shoots as much as he does, and then also 44% from three, which is, I mean, that is uh, extremely solid and a a major step up from where he was uh, towards the the all-star break. I mean, he really was slumping. He started out not even like this. This is by far the best he's played this season, this this post-All-Star stretch, and the Blazers have been winning. And so I don't want to compare this stretch to the, the stretch that he had to start the season, but uh, this has been really, really good. And he has done it for longer, and the Blazers are winning, and uh, Lillard deserves all the credit right now that he's getting because he has really put this team on his back. And I thought in this game, especially, it showed that it doesn't matter who they're playing right now. It doesn't matter what scheme, which which coach, what what things they're throwing at Dame. Right now, Dame is just he's taking over games, forcing the issue early, and and really setting the tone and 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 leading the Blazers on this run right now that has them one game out of the eighth seed now uh, in the Western Conference. And Lillard obviously has has been the headliner and, and leading the Blazers. And, and he deserves all the credit right now that he's getting because 
Uh, without him, they wouldn't even be close. Uh, I don't. I don't think this team would be taking on the. Uh, just they wouldn't be going on this run uh, that they're going on right now, and and, and it, they really wouldn't be there without Dame and uh, whatever happened with the All Star break, whether it was getting healthy with the ankle, the, the talk that he had, uh, and, and and the reflection that he had. Uh, all that stuff uh, all plays into it, but he's he's been phenomenal. But got to shout out some of the other guys on the roster for the Blazers that had great games tonight. Yusuf Nurkic had 21-12 and 12 in a marquee matchup against Hassan Whiteside. Whiteside was, uh, I think, the, the dominant one early. He looked a little bit better in the early going of this game. Had a couple mid-range jumpers, uh, was really going to work, and then affecting things in the middle. But Nurkic, after a semi-slow start, I mean, he made his he made a basket early, but uh, it looked like he he kind of got his rhythm a little bit more as the game went along. And again, down the stretch, he uh, was a major factor in the pick and roll for the Blazers, and that's where he's really shining right now. Uh, and, and and the Blazers are just. Uh, a really fun team to watch right now because they're just the big men are just no questions asked setting screens for the guards they're coming off those hard and those big guys rolling and they're making things happen uh Nurkic with 21 points 12 rebounds and three blocks basically playing he outplayed Hassan Whiteside who is a max player a guy the Blazers tried to sign in the offseason and, uh, you know, a guy that they had a chance at but ultimately didn't come. And in a matchup of what could have been versus what is, uh, what is looked pretty good for Portland. And uh, definite props to Nurkic for for playing well and, and, and really bouncing back after that bad New Orleans game uh, and, and just really stringing together some really solid performances uh, down the back end of this road trip and really uh, giving Portland a lift in the middle and, and giving them that consistency that they need if they're going to actually make the playoffs because uh, Dame has been phenomenal. CJ has been CJ all year. He's been good all year. He's been very good all year. And, and, and those guards are going to deliver for the most part. But can... The guys in in the middle, the young guys, the inexperienced guys like Nurkic, like Vonleh, can they deliver with their minutes? And uh, Nurkic has shown that much, much more than Vonleh, but still being young, there are questions about consistency. There's a lot of questions from, you know, still from those Denver things, even though I don't think that those are really well-founded. And I think he's showing why, because he has a consistent role. He's not going to lose it, and he's playing with these two guards that get him involved all the time throughout the game. They're throwing him the ball when he runs the court. He's getting rewarded, and he's playing with guards that are making him look good, and he's just uh, really involved. And I think when he, he he's feeling involved, he's touching the ball, he, he feels like he's a part of things. It gives him uh, motivation to run back on defense to make sure that he beats Whiteside down the floor when Whiteside's running uh, in transition. And I I saw that a lot tonight or, in, or this afternoon in this game from Nurkic was not only did he 
try on the offensive end when he was setting picks and 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 all that he was great on the defensive end and in in a really tough matchup and I, I thought he was pretty solid as well against Dwight uh in in the Atlanta game so uh really major props to Nurkic for fighting through some mini adversity he had a tough game against Washington last week he had a tough game against New Orleans earlier in the week this week on this road trip and now he's bounced back he's he's really fought through that and the Blazers didn't let and he didn't let most importantly having a couple of bad games he didn't let those two things two bad games stop him from continuing to progress and he has and and he's really delivered and bid big in big moments and and he was that again down the stretch of this one Portland just consistently after or from from the start of this game just consistently increased 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 uh, the distance after being down one after the end of the first quarter and it, it wasn't really one big quarter that they exploded for they had a couple of 30 point quarters but it wasn't one where they just completely outplayed the heat it was just little by little and it was uh, a really methodical win and uh, Nurkic obviously had a a big part in that CJ McCollum with 18 points five rebounds and five assists also uh, a major part of this victory and a major reason why uh, the heat had to try so hard on the defensive end they had to stretch out and it wasn't easy for them because CJ and Dame can really just pull you out there and and and, and stretch you out even a, a really good defense as the heat are and uh, again I'm I've said this several times but for Portland to do this and win like this against a good team and to have three games like this where they're winning against good teams really bodes well for uh, their playoff chances, I think, because now that they're heading home, they're going to have a a relatively easy schedule uh, when it comes to comparing their schedule to the Nuggets' schedule. They're going to have more home games. They're going to have more uh, bad teams coming in. Things are, I I think, looking up in that regard, and... uh, in the in on the other side of the argument, for those of you that are uh, keeping track of the tank standings, Portland is still holding steady. And if the lottery or the season ended ended today, they would have the twelfth pick in the draft with a 0.7 percent chance to get the number one overall pick and a 2.5 percent chance to get the top three pick in the lottery. So. That's something to watch. They're holding steady, and with that win tonight, they also brought Miami back a little bit, and so uh, maybe creating a little bit less distance between them and those teams, which if you want them to have a high pick, you don't want that. You want those East teams to win some games and have a better record than the eight seed in the in the West uh, if you're concerned about uh, a draft pick for Portland being good or, or being better, excuse me. And so... Uh, there's the tank watch. They are currently sitting with the 12th pick with their pick, uh, and and they're eight and two over their last 10 games. So uh, definitely not what you want to do if you want to have a, a high draft pick. And and and, and Dame's just really not going to let them just fall into that. Uh, Denver has been playing well as well. The Plumlee trade seems to be working out well for them, and uh, 
they need it. They needed that extra boost. Uh, and, and they've they've gone seven and three in their last ten. So both teams really playing well, playing like they want to make the playoffs. So uh, really setting up a nice little battle. And and Minnesota quietly also still playing well. So uh, another thing to watch out for a, a third team in this race is Minnesota to watch out for. But uh, they have uh, slumped as of recent. So that is hurting their chances. Uh, but the marquee matchup still is ahead of us March 28th at the Moda Center. Blazers against the Nuggets. That's going to be a huge game. Both teams are playing well, and uh, both teams really need that game. It'll be Portland's best chance to, to make up some real crucial ground on Denver as they are behind in this race. I know that the Blazers have an easier schedule. They have more home games, and, and they get that benefit. But Denver has played really well since kind of going into this full Jokic vision. And uh, it's something that the Blazers have to be prepared for, that that, that Denver keeps on winning. But uh, before they get there, Portland has uh, four games between now and the Denver game. Next Tuesday, that's when the Denver game is on March 28th. But the Blazers have a game this coming Tuesday against Milwaukee, who Milwaukee also in uh, a multi-team fight for uh, a playoff spot. And that's going to have a couple of teams on the outside looking in. They are fighting to not become one of those. Giannis Antetokounmpo, obviously an all-star matchup nightmare for anyone including the Blazers, and so that's going to be a real tough game. Milwaukee hasn't been a consistent team all year either, but they have played well against the Blazers, and that's going to be a tough matchup. Then after that, the Blazers have a visit from the New York Knicks, who are awful, but they have talent. They have Kristaps Porzingis, and that uh, could be enough to, to win them a game, and you never know. So the Knicks are coming in, but on paper, the Knicks and Bucks at home should be wins. Then next Saturday and Sunday, they have another weekend back-to-back as they had this weekend, which they handled very well. But Saturday, they play Minnesota at home, and then they will head down to Los Angeles to face the Lakers, the Lakers who are also terrible and blatantly tanking at this point as they are uh resting healthy veterans to uh, play more of their young guys. And then that's going to set up the uh, matchup next Tuesday against the Nuggets on March 28th. So definitely uh, some big games here, a bigger one on the horizon. But uh, Portland playing well, 8-2 and two in their last 10. And Lillard really carrying them and, and really helping this charge. But another guy that I think is uh, getting a lot of attention recently and and, and should for his play and should for his play against Miami and also against Atlanta is is Noah Vonley. And and Vonley has has, has been really impressive over these last, oh, I don't know, definitely since the break at least. Uh, And and, and since Nurkic got there and, and they started playing together, uh, it's been fantastic, and he keeps on growing, and it seems like he's taking 
bigger strides almost every night now. And he had 11 points and 7 rebounds in the win against Miami. And he's, it looks like at least by the minutes distribution, he's also usurped the backup center position from Myers Leonard. And Portland has gone to a more of a small ball look as of recent in these last couple of games. And perhaps Evan Turner's return has had something to do with that. Uh, not enough minutes maybe for, for there to be uh, to, to be playing multiple bigs. And, and they want to just go with uh, as many wings and as many perimeter guys as possible. So uh, that could be a reason why they're going with more Vonley, less Leonard. But uh, Vonley is getting a lot of those minutes at center and he's performing well. I think there's really nothing that's at least screaming to me that it isn't the right move right now. He's finishing around the basket when he gets the ball. He's dunking. He's shooting the mid-ranger with confidence. He's posting up today in the in the game against Miami. He was drawing double teams, and the Blazers are willing to throw him the ball in those situations when he has smaller guys on him, and he's creating, and he's not necessarily saying, I have to score here. But he, he's setting up his guys. Uh, you know, one one play that comes to mind was where uh, he had a smaller guy on him, and and CJ McCollum saw that he threw it to to Vonley. He draws a double almost immediately because he had had success getting to the basket and scoring earlier. So he drew attention from the Heat defense, who were are are kind of a scramble defense, and that's how they play. But that scramble created an open look, and the Blazers got a three and. And, and, and Vonley now being a threat, having five guys on the floor that can score, finish at the basket, and do something, and also have size like Vonley does to be able to get offensive rebounds and to be able to grab defensive rebounds as they have uh, recently and, and, and played well on the glass, it, that's a huge victory for the Blazers. And, and, and Vonley being so young... This is what you wanted to see, whether they make the playoffs or not down these final few games now. You wanted this final stretch of the season for guys like Vonley, who we've seen some of, but is kind of still young, still kind of a curiosity. We don't know a lot about him yet. And he's now showing us things that we haven't seen before. And... He's doing it consistently. He's doing it on a night-to-night basis. And that is the type of stuff you wanted to see because you want to find out, is Vonley potentially the answer at power forward? Can he be that guy for the Blazers? Because that's going to inform a lot of their decisions moving forward. And they hadn't really given themselves a chance to find that out. And being in the position that they were in, being a fringe playoff team, being a team that maybe may not be good enough, they needed to use that time to see what they had in Vonley and and play him extended minutes, and, and, and they've been doing that, and it's actually been working for them. So I know that uh, I've said this many times before, but it's harder for me to say that they should absolutely tank when 
they're getting into the playoffs, if they get into the playoffs, on the front court minutes of Vonley and Nurkic, who are super young. You know, they're still gonna maybe have they're still going to continue to have their their slip ups and their down nights and their and their stretches of poor play, but because they're they're young guys, but they if they can get you into the playoffs and they start to show you that maybe, hey, they can be the big men here for the future and and you can start planning around that that's a huge thing and a huge step towards the rebuilding process of this team towards the building the process of this team i know uh rebuilding and the 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 salary that they have don't really it's there's a little bit of dissonance there i get that but um this season kind of forced them to recalibrate and, and and they've had to figure out who they are and if they figure out that Vonley and Nurkic is part of who they're going to be in the future. That is, is important, whether they make the playoffs or not. And I feel like Nur- Vonley, especially, has shown that recently. And this has been the best stretch of play in his career by far. And he's really uh, taken to his role. He's not uh, demanding to do anything else than what he's doing, which is crashing the glass, being uh, a short corner guy that is rolling and cutting and 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 being open for passes and, and and he's finishing and 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 he's playing his role with pride he's playing good defense and uh I'm, I'm really impressed by it and he his play is a big reason why Portland has had success and uh Alfred Camino shooting the ball better is also a big reason Alan Crabb being more aggressive he was two of nine tonight but I like the nine I like that he was aggressive and looking for his shot and then Turner is is kind of finding his way into the team right now. It, it's almost a, a, another situation like we had at the start of the season, where he he's trying to fit himself in, and and the Blazers are trying to fit him into their scheme and their team, on a team that kind of seemed to find a groove without him and find an identity without him. Uh, the, the starting lineup hasn't changed since Turner got back, so they didn't take Harkless out. They're sticking with what has worked, which has been Dame, CJ, Nurkic, Harkless, and Vonley. And so that the, the Turner part of it is still working itself out, uh, but it hasn't necessarily gone poorly. Uh, he's just not... Uh, he hasn't gotten major, major minutes. I think he's still figuring it out. Obviously, he's also still wearing a brace on that hand. So there's still some, some probably some limitations there with comfort and whatnot. Uh, so Turner and his fit is something that's still working itself out. But uh, I think that is less of a problem right now because of how well the rest of the team is playing. And, uh, you know, let's be honest, outside of Plumley. The Blazers didn't have very solid front court production uh, for most of the season, and now that they're getting it out of Nurkic and Vonley, they're getting it out of the four and the five spot, where the four spot has been their worst spot by far all year. Now that they're getting production out of that, um, then maybe that makes what Turner's fit issues may or may have been earlier in the season not as much of a problem because their minutes at power forward are not such a consistent negative for this team because uh, that was one of the things that really dragged this team down. And right now with the way Vonley is playing and also the way that Aminu is playing, 
they are really getting a, a lift there that wasn't there when Turner was trying to fit in uh, back in October and November. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The Blazers are rolling, and you can listen to their journey as they try and get to that eighth seed in the Western Conference every step of the way. We all have it here on Locked On Blazers, and you can follow along with us by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Audioboom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast. We are there. We would appreciate a five-star review. We have uh, a really fun feed. Uh, We have things like Dane coming on and uh, doing a podcast, asking questions. Obviously, we have guests. We have Dane and I on doing conversations together about your Blazers, answering your questions as well. So we will definitely keep it rolling with all different sorts of content here in the Locked On Blazers feed. The Blazers are one game behind the Denver Nuggets for the eighth seed in the Western Conference, and they are winners of four of their last five, winners of three straight as they close their last big road trip of the season with a three-game win streak against uh, some pretty good teams. So uh, as we head into the end, the final weeks of March, the Blazers are playing their best ball of the season, and we will keep it locked on the Blazers with all the latest updates as they try and make the playoffs. So until next time, the Blazers play Tuesday against the Milwaukee Bucks at home.